now we're on finally <laughs> yay we made it we made it today we're having another episode of the podcast at the same time we're having a tiktok live so it was our first time we're getting there and our topic today was confirmed by our amazing lord jesus um we're gonna talk about religion versus christianity and i have a guest here who was here before was Madeline Grace. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for having me back. Yes. Oh, we actually ended up our last episode talking about this, uh, how we really wanted to record an episode about it. And I'm so happy that we finally made it to this day mm -hmm. because it's a topic that being, I mentioned in one of my episodes that I did it alone. But there's so much to talk about. I think every topic that we talk about here, we can make at least 10 episodes for each one. And we're always going right. to have something to talk about. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was praying before we record the podcast and asked for a confirmation. And then I opened in Luke uh, 13, 22. And it's about the narrow gate. And I love that. For some people, it's kind of frightening to read that, um, that passage of the Bible. Um, But I think um, it's a really good uh, passenger uh, to just uh, put as a check a little bit. <laughs> totally. So um, let's talk about religion versus Christianity because people think it's just one thing. But we both have experiences <laughs> with this. And believe it or not, it's not. About um, just like... Well, I think it also just goes back to, it always goes back to the performance for me. Like, I think I was raised Christian, went to church on Sundays, but for me, it was just this big event. It was just something we did on Sundays together, and then we lived our week, and that was kind of it. Um, and I think like any child that grow, grows up in faith, um, you eventually have to learn what it is for yourself which is normal. So it's easy to not maybe understand the relationship side growing up, but once you become an adult and you can have your own thoughts and beliefs, it's, and then your choice to be like, okay, is this what I believe? And is this something I want to walk out? Um, but I think the missing piece to make that decision is knowing that it's not about the religion. It's about the relationship and it's through the relationship that makes you want to then follow the lead in the things that God says to do. Um, and that's where it gets backwards. It's like, when you only do the religious thing, like the, the acts, which is why, like, yeah, we hate the word religion because it correlates with like doing, but relationship has everything to do with being like being who you are aside from what you do. And that's why religion makes my skin crawl because it's like performance and it's it's do this or you're not loved but it's like that's opposite of how god speaks he's like you're loved before you do anything um and that's why i get fired up because my my story very much came from like i didn't get it i didn't know the relationship side it was just religion for me which then made me want to be like well no thanks I don't really want to partake in that because it seems controlling and like, the, like, like your life will suck. So I was like, I'm going to exactly. go this way. <laughs> um, but it's so interesting. The moment you allow yourself to experience relationship, mm -hmm. 
um, you then start to get understanding for the why, where exactly. if, you don't, if you don't have a relationship, it just seems controlling. You know, you're like, well, yeah. why? It just seems like a bunch of rules that I have to follow and nobody explained me why do I have to do that? It doesn't make sense for yeah. you because um, just like you say, religion, it's just, I think the mistake that people make is religion judge you by what you do and what mm -hmm. you did in a relationship. God set us apart who you are and what you did is two completely different things. Mm -hmm. And I, we were talking at the end of the other podcast about our experiences with uh, church and why, um, basically the same reason we drifted uh, apart. Yeah, um, your story is crazy. I have to say before you, <laughs> before you explain it, if I were to would have been in your shoes, I would have probably taken me a lot longer to find God again. I'll just say that. <laughs> yes, because like uh, my story, like I was born in a Christian family, uh, so God, I knew I knew uh, things that people would say about Him, not Him. But I knew things that people said about him since I was like, I can't remember, since like I was a little kid. And it's funny because um, a lot of people that I met throughout my journey had kind of like the same issue. Um, I was born there and I was going to church because every Sunday I was supposed to go with my family. And I grew up with those bunch of rules. And because of those rules, I, I was always... People always saw me as like, um, I was the reason people would talk things uh, in church. Like I always hear people talking things behind my back because like, for example, small things. Uh, my mom, she would like to uh, uh, do her eyebrows and sometimes paint her nails in the light color or use a lipstick and I grew up in a very conservative church and that for them was like the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Like you're basically, um, I hope, I'm not gonna say the other words because it's too, it's too much, but that was basically people uh, say things from that words inside church about me and my mom and I was like five. Um, and I grew up seeing church like a bad environment because Every time that I was in there, I would feel I would judge all the time. Like I would see people watching every step and talking something about every step that I took. So I grew up kind of not liking church, but I would go because like it was my parents. They were going. I had to go until I decided to get baptized. And I didn't get baptized because I wanted to. It was because I was at the age to be baptized. And everybody was like, if you want to be part of the church, you need to get baptized. So yeah. I was baptized. And I got baptized even like just because my dad and my mom wanted. And then at this time, I was uh, almost going to high school. And I was a part of the volleyball team because um, I was trying to socialize and find something to do at school. Um, I was bullied all the time, so I was like, maybe being part of the volleyball team is going to help me. And then I started going to the volleyball teams that had practices uh, during the weekend sometimes. And one day, one of the people, it was a freaking small time, it's like 10,000 people living there. So somebody from church saw me go into a volleyball practice, and I was wearing shorts, because yeah, you're not going to practice with a skirt. And I was wearing shorts and the uniform, and then that, um, of course, um, my pastor heard about that and then he asked me to talk to him and he was like if you keep you know you cannot wear those things you're exposing too much those shorts are too short 
and unfortunately if you keep doing that you're not going to be part you know of the uh, group uh, the young group of the church and you won't be able to be here to take uh, the i don't know how to say in english but when you take uh, um, the blood and the body and you have communion. All of that communion you won't be able to be here for communion yeah And it was my first week after I was baptized. So it was like, it would be my first communion, actually. Aww. It was my first experience. It was like, you cannot do that. And then I was like, but I'm, I'm committed to the volleyball team and I cannot wear pants or a skirt to practice volleyball. And right. unfortunately, I had to choose between volleyball and church. And then I was like, my mom thought that was insane. And I was like, mom, I don't want to drop volleyball. She was like, you're not going to. So... I stepped back and then I decided to go to volleyball and when I did that I wasn't able to sing in church anymore to be with the like I was just going there as a visitor but they wouldn't allow me to participate in the activities because in their eyes I wasn't like I couldn't I wasn't worried to do that and then when um, my mom starts she we moved to that city we went to another city and over there we stopped going to church because It was in a city we didn't know anybody so for me it was a relief when i stopped going to church and then little by little i started like just having that bad impression about god because that was mm -hmm. the first impression i've had of him because those are those his followers people that i knew around me they said that they were his followers so i was like if you guys are like this think about your master he's probably way worse than this so i'm sorry Um, right. But this Jesus that you're talking about, this God, I do know anything about him. Like, if he's going to judge me all the time, I truly, mm -hmm. like, I don't want this for me. Thank you so much. I'm just going to be here. And I, if you guys want to talk bad about me, now I'm going to give you a reason to talk bad about me. And then I went right. all in. Right. And then it was in only in 2020, 2019, that I decided to, that I had a, a meeting with Jesus And then I, it was through actually my um, image consulting class and she's a Christian, my mentor, and she was talking like about the part of you are not your mistake. And she introduced me a new Jesus, a new God. And she was like, God loves you for who you are, not about what you do. And like, I didn't even was able to cut my hair or wear earrings. That was like a mm. sin. And then she like she had tattoos and piercings and like short hair and she was like, my Jesus loves me and he looks at my heart, not in my mm -hmm. appearance. And yeah. I found out a new God through her and I was like, okay, this one, I want this. And I started building a relationship with him and through my journey, he made sure everything that was in according to his heart, it was like uh, he took away from me. Mm -hmm. So everything in my life now that I don't do anymore is because he showed me, like, this is not good for you. Yeah. But um, the last thing that he did was uh, tell me to stop wearing my earrings every day. So religious people, they showed me a version of God that is so far away from him, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need to talk about this. I need to talk more about it because I know there's, um, like, thousands and million people around the world that probably are going through that and thinking like I need to be perfect to right. be Jesus but mm -hmm. no 
Yeah. I mean, I have so many thoughts when you're talking, like <laughs> it just, it, it explains like, it's so opposite of unconditional love and what God's heart is, which is unconditional love. And like that, that tells you, okay, if I don't do these things, I'm not accepted. So the way the church treated you is a view of how you think God is because you're being rejected by them because you don't do certain things where it's like, no, God loves you first. You're accepted. One of my favorite phrases in the world, um, my pastor, when I was in LA, uh, he said all the time, he would say, you belong before you behave period. Like you always belong before your behavior. And that's how it works when it comes to relationship with God. Like your belonging and your being loved, no matter what you do, then makes you want to behave. It changes your heart posture to then want to do things that are more in alignment with his heart. Because as you develop your relationship with him, AKA get more love from him, unconditional love, regardless of what you do, you your heart actually wants to look more like him because in those moments his love is actually transforming your heart so anything that doesn't look like him will get removed and so you will effortlessly then start to want to shift and turn your heart to do to do all the things that god says and of course like like when jesus died he died he he died like the only requirement is to believe in him like to believe that he died for all of our sins and rose again so that we could be in relationship with him so that we could be in right standing with him that doesn't mean we're not flawed and we all we all still sin and fall short every day but now we have the opportunity to be in close relationship with him regardless of what we do um and so it just makes me so sad because obviously it tainted your view of God. And I didn't actually experience like church rejection like that, which would have made me want to just like peace out, <laughs> which I did in a version, but it wasn't because I was personally attacked. It was more just like my overall view of the controlling nature wasn't something I wanted to be a part of. But again, it's because I was lacking, um, I was lacking the relationship. And when you're lacking the relationship, it makes sense why you wouldn't get it. It makes sense why it would be something you don't want to be a part of because you're judged for what you do, not who you are. And I think another huge understanding that everyone needs to know is like God views you, all of us for who we are, who we were created to be. So when we sin, he sees it as separate, which is why his love is unconditional because he knows who we are to our core. He knows who he created us to be, but it doesn't come without sin. So our sin nature still happens, but he doesn't. And that's why he can forgive us every day because he knows that our sin is not who we are, which is why as Christians, we have hope to change because we're no, we know we're not defined by our flaws. We, we mess up and we have, we fall short and we do things that we don't want to do, but it doesn't define us. It means, okay, I was weak in a moment, but now I have Jesus who, who helps me move forward, who helps me create a game plan. Um, and it's all from just who we like, 
being loved right where you're at. And I think that's the message both of us want to like give is exactly no matter what you do, no matter any performance, anything that you've done, any mistakes, it's like God loves you right where you're at. He may not love everything that you do, but he loves who you are. And like start there, like, and allow him to just love you right where you're at. And then the rest will fall in order. Um, so I think it's just like getting that understanding. And also, if you can interrupt me if you want to, yep, <laughs> if you have yeah. something to say, but um, this was something that marked my brain too, when it comes to being church hurt is so many I mean, every person in the world has a view of who God is and what the church is based off of humans, right? Mm -hmm. So we have an experience of church and an experience of, and a view of who God is based off of how we've either experienced the church or experienced people who say they believe in God. Yes. And the sad part is, is so many people base off their view of believing in God or not believing in him based off of humans and the hurt that humans give them rather than just going to God themselves because yeah. humans, humans will always disappoint. They will always yeah. hurt. Like we're flawed by nature. We will always fall short. Exactly. But so, one thing that, one thing that you mentioned that, that this is just hit, hit me. One thing that made me, took me so long to pursue a relationship with him is because of their behavior. They made me, feel like I was one or unworthy even to chase God. Mm -hmm. That was like yeah. what stopped me because like the way they were treating me, I was like, I'm not even trying to pray or chase him because I'm going to be rejected. Yeah. That was what I was thinking in my mind. Well, you were probably like their rejection is how God sees me. So then you were like, well, God hates me. <laughs> <laughs> so why do I want to be in a, in be a part of it if God hates me and he doesn't approve of playing volleyball. Like, for goodness sakes, like, it's so sad because it was such a, like, innocent thing, too, for a kid to be doing and to be so shamed by that. It's like, with God, there's no shame. There's only redirection. Like, and I think that's the difference, too, is, like, the enemy will shame you, condemn you, make you feel like your sin is who you are, which is why you feel stuck. But God, he'll convict us and we may want to change to do something. Yeah. But we have hope because our when he convicts us, we know like we can grow out of whatever we're doing. But again, going back to this, it's like grow out of what? Playing volleyball? Like, <laughs> like is so innocent. And it seems yeah. like it's just so sad. And like Oh, yeah, over there. On that time, I think I was 14. 14, yeah. I was 14, like, um, yeah, I think it was, yeah. I think it was 14, and, like, I grew up uh, listening about God, and, like, not actually, like, I was seeing so many good things at some point. I was like, wow, God, it's amazing. But at some point, I was like, but, like, I, that was this, that's, I, what I felt was a constant disappointment, because mm -hmm. I felt like a disappointment because yeah. people made me feel like I was just uh, unworthy. And I was like, okay, so if I need to be this perfect to please God, I'm sorry. I cannot do it. 
Mm-hmm. And the reason why I did the episode talking about it was to bring awareness for like people, of course, that going through that know that what you see people talking, sometimes it's not what God is. Like mm-hmm. you can have like a very wrong impression about who God is if you have a first impression with the wrong person. But yeah. also for the Christian community to be aware of what you say and what you do and how you is how you behave because we literally here on earth to be the light like jesus when he left he told their disciples like now you're gonna do what i was doing even greater things Mm -hmm. so why are we behaving like the enemy like we're supposed to behave we're supposed to be like jesus and when i was watching the chosen and i started watching the chosen i was like okay if i should act like jesus just think about what am I doing right now with my Christianity, with my faith, what I'm, who I'm talking to, wh- how I'm acting. Am I doing what Jesus would do? Like, if you go through Bible, tell me one time that Jesus looked at somebody who was a sinner and say, get the hell out of way from me. Tell yeah. me once. They disciples did that sometimes in the beginning. Mm-hmm. The religious people, the high priests were doing that to people. But Jesus, mm-hmm. he was there for the sinners. Mm-hmm. He was there. I was seeing the scene when Mary found Jesus for the first time. I cried so much. Oh, yeah. Me too. Like It was so good. It was so beautiful the way he treated Mary. And when she fell short for the second time. And she mm-hmm. was so ashamed to talk to Jesus. And Jesus was like, look at me. So, like, everyone else was seeing her like, you found Jesus and now you're sinning again? You're doing that wrong again. And she was feeling like that. She was mm-hmm. like, you know, I did that. I'm not going to go back a second time because I'm, I'm shamed. And Jesus was like, no, come here. So um, watching The Chosen and seeing all over again, all of those things that we read in the Bible happening, I was like, we should, we as Christians, we should be very careful and really be mindful when we're talking and how our life is because we hear we, like when people look at us, they need to see Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we need to look at ourselves and think, would be Jesus be like Jesus would be proud of me or no if he was here next to me seeing my actions? Am I doing the right thing? Am I pointing fingers or I'm just um, here yeah. to help them? Like we as Christians, we're su- we're supposed to be uh, a no judgment free zone inside of a church, inside of a friend circle. It should be no judgment because we're not the judges. The only judge, it's up there. Yeah. We're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of Christians, they're just because they follow Jesus and they have a relationship with Jesus and they have like a good life. They're not in the world anymore. They feel entitled to just put themselves so high. Like, you know what? That person did that. No. Like who we are. Like, look at our past. We're nothing. Yeah. I mean... The first thing that comes to my mind is, I mean, so it you, <laughs> the saying what you judge comes upon you comes to my mind because, and it also is super telling. Like if the church is judging you for something, like they're not perfect, right? So I mean that tells me that there's a certain level of forgiveness that they 
allow themselves to receive from God because they're not giving that forgiveness to other people. And really what happens when you're in your relationship with Jesus, like the reason why he says like, you have to forgive like I do is because it translates into like our, like your relationship with God translates into how you treat people. It should. And because the love he gives us, is how we are to treat other people. And so if we are judging other people and we're withholding forgiveness or we're withholding that kind of love, that tells me that that person is probably withholding a certain level of love or forgiveness from God in their own relationship. And they don't feel worthy about certain things, which is why they condemn other people for it. So it's just really telling about like where people are at in their own walk um, and just show like highlights how important it is. Like, just remember all the times you fall short and all the times God has come through for you and forgiven you and where you're just like, oh my gosh, or the free, or maybe it's a new level of freedom that you felt. And when you keep your eyes on all that God's done for you, you can't help, but give that to other people. And it just flows out of you because obviously God lives in us at the same time and he can love other people through us because of that. Um, and that's the whole point is like, we're supposed to give that for same forgiveness. In the Bible, it says forgive 70 times, 70 times, like over and over and over again, no matter how much it hurts, because God does that every single day. And if he does it for you, who are you to not do it for other people? Um, which also like is a lot easier said than done of course like <laughs> gotta say that <laughs> like because i was talking i was talking to you before we started live um about my new job that i got uh -huh. and everything started when i started watching the chosen which if you never watched it so good is, everyone should is, watch it you should like if you if you Wanted to start reading the Bible. Like for me, I was just starting right now. I'm like, I really want to revisit every single passage of the Bible because of the show. And it really puts you in check to see how you're, because that was for me. Like I was watching The Chosen and I was seeing how Jesus was behaving. And I was like, mm, that area there. Mm -hmm, yeah, I need that. Like I need mm -hmm. to be more forgiving. I need to be more patient. So um, I started my new job. And the same week that I started watching The Chosen, I started my new job and my job right now is to talk to people and guess what people hate to be approached yeah. and I'm there out there approaching people all day and the amount of times that people mistreated me yesterday I had a meltdown on the field because a lady just came at me we didn't say we didn't even approach her he was just like passing by and she came to us and said stop harassing people like, you're bothering people. You shouldn't be doing this. Get a job. Like, and she just started going and going. Mm. And it was my second week of the job. I had a meltdown after. I was crying yeah. nonstop. And I was like, how? Like, I was Lord. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't. Yeah. Like, people are mistreating me. Just And I'm just here to just like, hi, how are you? And trying to approach people and trying to do this fundraising thing. And at the same time, it immediately i thought about jesus here on his time on earth when he was just like here saying amazing things to people performing miracles and just like being an amazing 
human being. Um, and people are just like doing everything they could to send him to jail and mm -hmm. just stop him. And he wasn't doing anything bad. And yeah. people were against him. And I was like, and I prayed to God. I was like, God, I really want to be more like you. Because um, on church, we're having a, 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 a series of messages called uh, Christ in Crisis. So it's talking about how Jesus, he was a human. So he understands us. He knows everything we feel because he was actually made of flesh. He was here as a human. Right. And I was like, God, help me because I know you understand me. In a mm -hmm. whole other level that I will never be able to understand because you, he went through pain. Mm -hmm. He went through so many things. And I was like, I know you understand me. And I know that I told that I want to be more like you, but I didn't know it would be that hard. <laughs> and this is putting me in check of not judge people. When people say mean things to me, the first thing right. I think is like, I'm going to say back. Yeah. And I'm learning how to like be indifferent and be like, have a great day and don't hold that grudge. So yeah. it's so many lessons. Uh, and that's changing me. That's changing the way I'm treating people now. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing people now. Like, um, I, was, I was always naturally a person who was like, for me to treat someone bad, it's, it's like, it's pretty rare. People it takes a just, lot for you it to takes get a fired lot. up. <laughs> like, people would say to me, like, you're naive. Like, you're dumb. You're too nice to people. Like, you should, like, you know, impose yourself. But this is my nature. I forgive very easily. But even though for me as a person who naturally forgives very easily, it's being a battle to, like, not react and learn every day to just be, like, you want to be more like Jesus. So what did Jesus do in this situation? I yeah. keep replaying this in myself, what Jesus would do, what Jesus would do. And I think if we have that mentality of like, what Jesus would do here, I think like it's something that is go going me through the days and being like, I want to be more like him. I know everything that he's been through. So I'm going to have to like, just, you know, yeah, yeah, prepare yeah. and go yeah. because it's not easy to be yeah. Christian. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. But um, when I saw the narrow gate uh, passenger, um, it's not going to be easy. It's in the Bible. It's not going to be easy to, 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 to go through that gate because it's going to be super tiny. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to let go of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And for you to let go of that, you're going to have to have an amazing relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And loving him and respecting him because I have another level of respect for Jesus after watching The Chosen. Um, oh, yeah. After you respect him, you create that respect and love relationship. You're like... I want to be more like you. It doesn't matter what it takes. So this is the mentality people should have. That's why it's so mm -hmm. important to build a relationship or then to just follow rules. Because people mm -hmm. were following rules and those rules got Jesus crucified. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He wasn't crucified by uh, true Christians. He was crucified by religious people. Mm -hmm. So when you see like that, you're like, am I being just as another religious person? following some rules that I don't even know why I'm following just because it's saying that I'm doing it or you're actually trying to build a relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and like with your job, we, cause you had mentioned that you said a prayer, you want to be more like Jesus. And obviously in a job like that, where people are like calling you, like being mean to you on the street, it's like, it's a form of rejection from people 
where it's like you and then it makes you think like oh jesus was rejected literally every day of his life in the most severe way and it says in the bible that we will be too and it it's just cool although it's probably not cool for you in the moment yeah but it's, <laughs> but, it is cool <laughs> but ultimately like what you're learning and like the tools to just take that kind of rejection and not let it stick because i think that's a huge learning lesson that i i had to walk through too like when we get rejected it doesn't feel good but wherever you are in your in your journey of like your character and in terms of caring what people think or just owning your own voice or what how you where you stand it's like when you get rejected it kind of shows you where you're at and so it's just like a big like sign of like okay this is where i'm at and then based off of that and i think based off of how we respond, it shows, okay, did I let that rejection become personal or did I let it stick on me? I, I always refer it to like, when you're learning how to handle rejection, it sticks because it feels like it becomes you, like you were rejected rather than when you learn how to like, just take it and you're like, whatever. Okay. It, it bounces off of you. It doesn't stick because you don't claim that to be in correlation with who you are. It's just what someone said. And so moments like that, it's like, oh, it's so cool to see like, this is how God actually transforms our character through really difficult jobs, through difficult people. And these are all the moments we want to run away from. But like, these are the <laughs> exact prayers that we're praying where it's like, Lord, I want to be the best version of me. I want to be more like you. I want to be more patient or I want to have more self-control. And the way you get there, yes, it's with obviously the power of the Holy spirit and like God living with us and helping us giving, give us strength. Mm -hmm. But also it's through those moments where we actually have to be faced with a moment where we could be impatient so that we could learn to be patient. So exactly. it's there. It's hard moments where we learn those character building skills. It um, is. It's not easy. Like, uh, because it's so like, God, it's so perfect. Cause when I did that, everything that was happening on The Chosen, it was happening in my life. And I was, like, getting home late, watching one chapter, and I was like, Lord. Like, you know, is everything making a connection? So right away, I was like, yeah, I'm seeing what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm seeing your ways here. It's not, it's, not, it's not easy. Like, it's not easy with somebody just, like, be rude to you. Because, like, 80% yeah. of people that I approach on the street, they're, they're, they're so mean or rude. But those like three percent that stops and listen and helps and they're mm -hmm. so amazing, you forget all of those people that are mean to you. Like I stop seventy to hundred people every day. Usually three or four, they ended up like helping the cause, and like no no twenty percent of them they're nice. They're like oh my god I'm so sorry no but those three percent. They made my day. Like at the end of yesterday, guys, I got flowers. Like Aww. yesterday was my bad and my best day at the same time because that lady approached me, I had a meltdown, and then a guy was passing through, and then we started talking, and he literally brought me some flowers from the supermarket. And I was like, Aww. What? He was Cute. like, I was laughing. It was so sweet. And I was like, It was God putting, like, you're going to have 
awful days. Mm-hmm. But when you find that person that like wants to listen what you have to say, they're gonna be you're gonna have so many amazing people that you're gonna meet on those streets. You're gonna yeah. have some such amazing persons, people that are gonna meet in your life. They're gonna be like they're gonna be two. So yesterday was like obviously a very like um super bad and super ghost was like extremes contrast, it was like yeah. it was super contracts but i think it was a lesson for me saying this is what you're gonna face in your life like mm-hmm. what i'm learning on the field and watching the chosen and praying more and talking to god it's like it's a big life lesson and i was like i didn't understand why i had to go through such pain and it's been draining for me like i'm sick i'm tired all the time and i was like when Jesus was here, he wasn't in a wealthy family. <clears throat> He'd been through everything. Mm-hmm. And still, he was doing what he's supposed to do. He was mm-hmm. still being, he was afraid sometimes. He was thirsty. He was overwhelmed. He had he needs. Was, he had to, he cried. He was tempted. He like, we forget that when Jesus was He got home, mad. He was literally us, like, right now. Like, he been through all of that. And sometimes, it's something so, like, right there visible but we forget that jesus it doesn't matter what you're going through he did mm-hmm. he did and like he survived and it was literally to show us like if i did you're gonna do it just like hold on to me because one thing that i listened on the last message that i went to church it was like if you should feel like god is far away from you he wasn't the one who moved so when he the pastor said that i was like mm. So sometimes yeah. when we go through sin or went through some hard times, we want to isolate. We want to cry. Nobody gets me. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm not perfect. And we tend to like go away and like go to the darkness and isolate. And the most far away we are from God, the easiest we are from the enemy to attack us. Yeah. So whenever I feel like these days, these past few days, I'm like, I lost my voice. And I could, like, easily hide and just, like, that I usually do. But I was like, you know what, Lord? I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray and get close to God. And this is when everything changed. Because whenever you feel like you're not worthy, is that the, the most when you need to be close to him. Like, the worst times that you feel like you don't deserve to be in his presence, that's yeah. the time that you have to go after him and mm-hmm. don't give any chance to the enemy to put those uh, bad thoughts in your head saying that you're not worthy or feeling you, making you feel ashamed. God will never do that to you. If you're having yeah. those thoughts, it's not coming from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, and just going back to your, I feel like your work story is speaking to me tonight. <laughs> it's like, it also shows you like, going back to relationship in religion, like mm-hmm. when you speak to strangers, um, it teaches you like when you when you're rooted in the relationship and not religion, aka performance and what you do. When you speak to the people on the street, it it um, it's very easy to tell. Okay, am I um, am I functioning out of the relationship, like who I am, or am I functioning out of the religion? And the way I see it, it's like the rejection 
even like the rejection of people or how people talk to us, it shows us like, it also just illuminates like, okay, is because that would, if, if we let it stick on us, it shows us that we are correlating our performance with our worth because they're not approving of our performance in that moment. So then it makes us be like, okay, I'm unworthy. And then you shrink and you, you want to hide or whatever. But then when we can, when you get rooted in like, no, my performance doesn't have anything to do with, um, um, my worth. It's like when you're out talking to people, people re will reject you, but it won't hit because the, their response is never an indicator of your worth or who you yeah. are because you're functioning in relationship, not religion, love, not works. Um, so I don't know, exactly. that just spoke to me extra. And also I feel like it, it, it teaches you how to, um, be consistent in your peace. You know what I mean? Because it's so easy when you, when you function out of religion, it's easy to kind of be up and down so quick, you know, like I'm doing wrong or I'm doing all the things I'm on a high. I'm not doing all the things I'm on a really low, low and I'm ashamed and I'm feeling condemned and whatever. But when you're able to just be loved from who you are, AKA just the relationship, just the love, you're able to have a, a constant because your worth doesn't change no matter what you do. So then you're able to ride a wave that's more consistent. So you're, you start to learn how to carry peace more consistently. You start to carry confidence more consistently and all the fruit that God gives us when we develop that relationship. But I don't know. I just think it's cool because, again, people teach us so much. People, everyday experiences with humans teach us so much about what where we're at and even how we are functioning in our relationship with God because how we act is a direct representation of what we believe. So exactly. it, it's just, we're, we're also telling, we're like open books based off of how we live our life. Exactly. It's just like how we interpret it or when you have the eyes to really understand it. Um, yeah. My leader was talking to me and cause we had, um, we had a dinner last night and then I was explaining what happened. She even called me but, uh, when I was at the field and she was like, you need to learn something that um, everything they say to you, it doesn't matter in life or in the field. It's about them, not you. Yeah. The way they're reacting, the way they are approaching, they don't know you. Right. If they're yeah. reacting bad, if they're having, if they're like just treating you badly, it's not because you deserve that. It's because... It's something on them. It's speaking from what they're going through. Like it's not you. It's never about. It's never you. Never take it personally because if that person is having a bad day and you say just hi, how are you? Either rude to you. It's not because. It's nothing about you. Like just try to understand. And she was like, I know it's gonna take a while for yeah. you to understand that. That people's reaction. It's not based on what you are or what you're worth. It's based on what they're going through right now. Mm -hmm. So if you go to their level, that's going to only be a problem for you, not for them. Mm -hmm. 
Because so then like, they do have power over you in that moment because you're exactly. letting them, you know? So it teaches you how to separate. Oh, other people don't control me. I can maintain me with God on my side. And then it helps you separate it. It really do. Like, I've been learning so many lessons in these two weeks. I think it's been the craziest weeks of my life because it puts so many things in perspective. And yeah. she was like, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't waste five seconds. She's like, it's going to change your life for the better. No, don't waste your energy. Yeah, you, don't waste your energy. I love it. No, and another thing that I learned on the field was never quit, but please take a break. Like sometimes, because um, mm, everything like is based on performance on the field. Everything is yeah. based on performance. So you cannot pour uh, out of an empty cup. Something yeah. that I learned at church too. And church, field, Bible, everything is like teaching me the same lesson. Everything is working, like, working perfectly. Because... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, I have to stand, stay at least seven to eight hours standing, talking to people every day. And then sometimes I'll be like, I don't know, maybe like I'm too tired and I'll feel like, I don't know if I should take a break. And one of my leaders told me, take a break, but quit is not an option. So mm -hmm. if you need to take a break, take a break, rest, recover. It doesn't matter if you take 10 minutes or 30 minutes. If you need to take a break, go do it and then come back but don't get yeah. so mm -hmm. it's something that I'm doing with my life right now like I was feeling overwhelmed and today was supposed to work and I was like no today I'm gonna take a day because I have the mm -hmm. podcast I want to sleep a little bit more I'm taking the medicine which makes me sleepy so I'm taking this for my life right now like if I should have to hit pause and be like god I'm sorry I need a break like mm -hmm. I cannot do this don't just take a break but quit is not an option Yeah. No, I love that. Because even like we're also, I feel like feelings and our emotions can make us make rash decisions. So it's like, okay, when these things are coming up and I'm feeling all of these things or like that, like this isn't the job for me or like I hate people or rejection, whatever, all those feelings. It's like, yes, take step out, step aside for a moment, gather your thoughts, take a break, take a beat. Um, and a lot of times it gives you a new perspective, especially obviously if you're taking a break and bringing God into that moment and being like, Lord, I'm exhausted. I need your energy, your strength. I need new perspective, renew my mind because people are making me feel crazy. And it's just, it is, you need to take a beat. You need to take those moments of reset and regroup because people can be really draining. And again, like the enemy is always always gonna try whatever he can to make us feel defeated or uh tired or make us doubt ourselves and so taking those beats while and pairing it with like bringing god into it and telling god about like what you're feeling weak in or all of those moments of weakness it just reminds me too of the scripture like god's power is made perfect in our weakness and so it's it's taking a breather letting God have it, bringing him into it so that he can like give you the strength to like get back out there. And just because you need breaks, it doesn't, doesn't mean you're any less good at the job or you're just, yeah. you're right where you are and you can't change where you're at. And it's just the best way to learn and cope as you go without 
feeling overwhelmed. Yeah, because so. it's a process. Like sometimes I know in life, especially um, even in our faith, sometimes we try to be perfect or feel guilty because we're not doing something. Like yesterday I was frustrated because I wasn't achieving my goals for the day. Mm-hmm. And once something that my leader told me, she was like, it's a process. You just started. You're doing great, even better than expected you have to stop being harsh on yourself like Mm -hmm. it's okay to have your time to learn your time to have a journey it doesn't matter if it's on work if it's with god if it's with relationship comparison and beating yourself up because you didn't achieve that it's not the way to go because you're gonna feel unworthy and then everything is gonna go down 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 instead of that just say you know what i cannot control this Mm-hmm. I'm going to improve little by little. Tomorrow I'm going to do better or I'm going to keep doing. But just putting yourself down because you didn't achieve that or because you're seeing everybody else doing so perfect in faith. Like, oh, that person doesn't, they already beat their addiction. They don't have any of those battles. I'm going through that. But you you. Yeah. They are a whole other person, a whole other process. So... Mm-hmm. It's being super enlightening, like this this job. And I was praying for this job. And I was like, Lord, just give me a job if it's supposed to take me to a place you want me to go. It doesn't have to be related with what I like to do. But I need to just make sure that this is going to be like an impulse for me to get whatever you want me to. Instead of just give, tearing me, like putting me away. And those two weeks I learned so much. Mm-hmm. So much. And God is speaking to me in everything. Like yesterday, I found a guy on the street. Uh, he was uh, he flew from Chicago, I think, because his son is a homeless. Uh, he's super young, 20-something. And his son mm-hmm. is a homeless. Uh, he's homeless here in Miami. And he was like, have you guys seen them? And I was like, yeah, I did see him yesterday. And he was like, I've been searching all day. And I cannot find him. I didn't mm. even go to my hotel. And then I stepped aside. I went to the corner and I prayed. I was like, Lord, uh, my day, is it's, it sucks my day today. I don't know what's going to happen. But if you please could listen to me and help this man to find his son. And then I pray. And like like 20 minutes later, he was like, oh, my God, I just came here to tell you that I found him. I just found Aww. him. And then I was like, yay. <laughs> so, like, um, and there's this other guy who was stopping by, and I took his number. He was looking for a job, and I actually have a client who's needing somebody to paint the house, and he's a painter, and he's um, he works with that. He paints houses and everything. He was like, I don't have a job. I just lost my job. And I took his number, and I'm going to give it to my client. So I was like, it was just a day in the field, and this happens. And I was like, I don't like, 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 like this job, but at the same time, I'm loving it because those things happen. I don't know reason. Like, I was like, maybe like Jesus is not going to put me there if he doesn't have a purpose to it. Mm -hmm. Like God Mm -hmm. never do something without a purpose. You think it was an accident. It was luck. No, God had that that perfectly thing planned there because he knew he's going to use you on that second or that moment. For this and for that. So it was two things that I was like, that was like some things that happened that I, I might be able to help or um, a lot of lessons I'm learning there. And it made me change the perspective of just my relationship with God literally changed. Like I'm praying more often. 
I'm mm-hmm. constantly with him all the time. I'm yeah. learning to grow stronger in my relationship with him. And I was like, okay, God, if this is my my training camp, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, isn't it funny how, like, I mean, and that's why, like, people find God the most in the worst part of their, like, you hear people say, this year was the worst year of my life, but it was also the best year of my life because you hit a certain like rock bottom or like desperation that points you directly to God. And then you see him show up and you're like, whoa, you're real. <laughs> and, and then it makes you depend on him more. You just talk to him more and like it just builds a deeper relationship, um, which is so funny going back to the whole point of this message, like no works were needed for that. Like if you're at your rock bottom, you're probably not doing everything right, right? But he shows up and that's where you can experience him the most because his power shows up when we're weak and there's no there's no like religious works. His love was there. Like it reminds me of when I first started following Jesus, I was not following him, right? So there was a moment where I changed my mind and just started to follow him, but it didn't, my life hadn't changed yet. I just mentally was like, I'm going to make a decision to start following him. And I want to. So his love still came regardless of what my life looked like. It still was a mess and falling apart, but he still showed up and loved me right where I was at, which is the whole point here. It's like, he shows up no matter what your life looks like or what you've done because he wants relationship. He doesn't want you to just do things to be in right standing or to check the box. Because really, that's also when we do things to get stuff, that's where you experience burnout and where you get frustrated with God because you're creating expectations that you are thinking God has to show up for. Where it's like, no, this is not, it's not how it works. Like, we even don't even know what's best for us most of the yes. time. So we have expectations. And then when God doesn't show up because it's not the best thing for us, we blame God for something we made up in our head. <laughs> it's yeah, like, and the enemy will use that to create a wedge between us and God and whisper in our ear and be like, look, God isn't who he says he is because this didn't happen. He's a liar. Yes. This didn't happen. Does he really care about you? Because this didn't happen. And we think these things that really make us be like, yeah. You build like this righteous anger against God because you start to agree with that voice of like, yeah, screw God. He didn't come through. I'm mad at him. Like, what is he even doing with my life? But then you realize like, wait a second. God didn't. I created this expectation. And yeah, I'm blaming him. him. <laughs> exactly. Like, um, we think like something that I wish I would listen like, in the past. And then uh, I just heard a few uh, weeks ago. Um, you don't clean yourself to take a shower. You take a shower so you get clean. It, this is exactly with God. You don't get perfect to be in God's presence. He is the cleansing water who's going to clean mm-hmm. you. And that's why the whole point of you judging people, it's completely pointless. And just, and just like people think that their actions and their words don't mean too much. Mm-hmm. But you have, you have no, no idea where you're going to, how much impact you're going to have in somebody's life. So um, it's just like, it's just everything to 
put everything in a perspective to see what are you saying? What are you doing? Uh, you know, um, you weren't perfect when you met God. Um, and you're not right now just because you have a relationship with him. We're yeah, never going to be yeah. perfect. Like, never. Ever, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't even... Uh, where's the good... The thing is, you just have to... Your job is to try to be better every day and build a relationship with him. He is going to be the one in charge to take everything that you don't need in your life like Mm -hmm. he's gonna clean you he's gonna be like okay you need to remove this but he's gonna go he's gonna be the one removing it so whenever we meet somebody who needs to be clean it's not our job as christians to point out the dirt and clean no we're in charge to be like hey this is jesus jesus you know (laughs) this is our only job we make a tiny introduction. We're going to be the tiny introduction to be like, see, this is what Jesus made in my life. This is my testimony. Mm-hmm. He can do it for yours. So yeah. here, here's the one who's going to clean. You're not in charge of that. This is way above your pay grade, honey. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You actually you actually can't. You don't have any you of the power to do you so. Don't, you don't have the tools. So like, instead of us, and one thing, instead of your pointing fingers, you don't think that person knows. You don't think they're aware of their flaws. Like, oh my God, you don't deserve this because you're sinning. Oh, really? Tell me something new. Oh, I didn't know. They know. They don't need it. They already have the enemy in their mind telling you're not worthy. You make this, this and that. This is your past. They don't need another person to be there pointing fingers. They need somebody else. They need the lights of the earth, which is us, to be the different one and be like, give me your hand. I'm going to lead yeah. you to this this man who saved my life, Jesus. Yeah. He's the one who's going to change you. And it's not up to me to tell what you need to change in your life, what you need to stop doing or no. It's not our job to do that. This is not our job. Our job is just to be uh, messengers and tell everything that God made in our life and be the different one in the room. If everybody is pointing fingers, be the one who's going to just show show up and be like, give me your hand. You know, you don't have to go through this alone. Like, we're supposed to be people that everyone look at and be like, damn, I wish I, wouldn't, I was more like them. Like, I'm, you know, this is, this is the, the feeling we should uh, make people feel like, I want to be like you. I like you. I feel comfortable around you. I feel safe around you. Mm-hmm. This is what it should bring to people. Not like I'm afraid of you. Right. Like you're right. going to judge me. Like you're too perfect. Like, no. Well, the difference is, and it's how your relationship with Jesus works. Like you're loved before anything. That's how you develop your relationship. The way you develop your relationship with Jesus is by, um, getting to know each other right and it's the same with people so i think there's there's a difference between like building the relationship with there's a certain level of uh, uh what's the right word authority you have to speak into someone's life based off of what your relationship looks like right so if you've developed a relationship and you both are safe places for one another 
there is a level of like, oh, I can speak truth into your life. But that doesn't come without having the foundation of safety. Like you said, you have so much history of like trust and bond, being bonded in love, unconditional love for one another, that then you step into a place of like, you can have each other's backs when you need to. And you can speak that truth into each other's lives of like, hey, like this happened, like, I just feel led to say something. But like, it's it you're able to receive it because you have so much trust and that's exactly. what it looks like with your relationship with god because um god corrects you after you're already loved so you have that trust and that safety and that already built so then you want to change and you want you listen sometimes you don't want to hear it but but yeah. you're able to receive it different because you have such a strong foundation of love yeah for God that, you know, if he's saying something and convicting you, you're like, okay, how about I, I'll listen, yeah. let's turn. But this, it's the same with relationships. Like you just can't point fingers and be like, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this, like do better before you have like deep rooted love and connection and like, yeah. Acceptance and it, first. And it's because not what it's, you say. It's how you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that always comes down to the spirit behind that speaking. It's like, are you speaking from a spirit of judgment? Are you judging me? Because you're actually judging yourself if you were to have done that. (laughs) Like, or are you telling me from a spirit of like, and you can feel it. You can feel the difference if it's judgment or if it's just sweet, like it's coming from a place of love. You can feel the spirit of God, like from someone who's speaking truth into you. So it all, it, I mean, like, ultimately, you don't have, you should never condemn someone exactly. um, for what they're doing if you don't have the love there. It doesn't work because then people want to run away from you because that's not a great feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't, it's, it's, it's very different when you come from judgment and from love because mm-hmm. um, what you say about, how you have a relationship with God and how you see God is how you how you reflect it. So mm-hmm. um, that's why uh, I loved when I saw uh, the um, the Luke uh, chapter and then I was reading the explanation and he was saying uh, that more important than religion is you building a relationship with God. Don't seek religion, seek a relationship because when you have a strong foundation and a strong relationship, it's going to be automatic. Like you have that love you receive that grace from God. So this is how you're going to treat other people. The way you treat yeah. is the way you treat. Mm-hmm. So um, the key for everything is with a relationship, because when you have a strong relationship, there's no way you're going to be mean to somebody on purpose and judge somebody because you're not being judged. You know that you're being loved. So there's no way you're going to do that because this is not the way you're being treated. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like uh, the way your, your grandpa educated your fathers the way your father is going to educate you and all of those things so the way your father loves you is the way you're going to love other people so um that's why focusing a relationship and building a relationship with god it's way more important to uh think about the rules because the rules are there trust me god he's he has he's loving but he's uh he's gonna you know put you on track so Mm -hmm. it's not everything like butterflies but 
when you build that trust and that love, he's gonna be the one. He's gonna speak to you when you're doing something wrong. If you wanna, if you need to improve in that area, when you have a strong relationship, he's gonna bother you. The Holy mm -hmm. Spirit is gonna be like, hey, red mm -hmm. light, don't do that. You have to remove this from your life. So, um, when you have a good relationship, the rules already make sense. They come. The Holy Spirit, he's gonna, he's gonna warn you when you're doing something wrong. You don't have yeah. to like be like 24-7, oh my God, I shouldn't do this. No, you already feel like when you should should or shouldn't do something. It comes mm -hmm. with a relationship mm -hmm. already, the awareness of what should I do or I shouldn't do, what should I say or shouldn't say because um, don't stick to a, a, um, a bunch of rules. Try to understand the creator first, build a relationship mm -hmm. with him, then you'll be able to see the whys. Mm -hmm. and the what and the how mm -hmm. yep i mean yeah it's learning his character first and the only way you can learn his character personally is through your own relationship with him which is why i thought it was important earlier to note like and i would encourage anyone listening like if your view of god is based off of how a human being painted him then I would challenge you. And if it's negative, which is why maybe you don't have a relationship with him or like you're unsure or like whatever, I would challenge you to scratch any view that a human being has given you and go find out for yourself. Like go find out who God is for yourself. You and him do that. Have, build a relationship between you and him and see for yourself. I mean, like, I, it makes me sad how many people I think don't know God because of humans, because of even Christians, even like because of people who have judged and condemned other people for their performance. When, and then that like kind of like your story, like that's their view of God, which is why it's so important that we represent Jesus well. And we we treat other people with so much love because you might be the only representation of God in their life. And how sad if you were the person that detoured them from his true character. So I just say, like, if you were unsure about God or maybe you don't even believe in him or you're, you think he's crazy, whatever, like, go find out for yourself. Yes. Because that relationship is available for you. And no matter what you've done, no matter what your day to day looks like, whatever, you can build a relationship with him and he loves you for who you are, for who he created you to be, not based off of what you do. There's no performance. His love actually doesn't change no matter what you do, whether you read your Bible all eight hours of the day or not, his love for you doesn't change. Your knowledge about him might, but your, your level of love in that relationship does not change because he's also not a, um, what's the word? Trans, he's not a transactional God. Like, oh, I'm going to read my Bible for four hours and I'm going to get all this love. You'll read your Bible and probably learn a lot, but he doesn't reward you based off of performance, if that makes sense. It's all about the heart posture. And so, exactly. I mean, just try it for yourself. That's my, uh, yeah. my that's, words of that's... wisdom. That's the advice because my life changed when I had the one-on-one -on -one with God. Mm -hmm. And again, my the second time that I was introduced to Jesus was from for from a, um, by another person, which was an amazing person who showed me a whole other uh, perspective of Jesus. 
and made me want to. So I hope that you are that person to somebody, a person that it's gonna show everyone else another perspective of Jesus. And this is our job here on earth, basically. We are there, we, we are here to show people, to introduce because um, not everybody, it's gonna have that mentality of like, okay, I'm gonna seek Jesus. Sometimes, yeah, Jesus has so many ways to show up in somebody's life, but maybe mm -hmm. you're gonna be an instrument on his hands to be the introduction to somebody's life. And if you build a relationship, you're gonna be the right person on the right time because he's gonna mm -hmm. put you there. And I just think like we should, I really wanted to do this because at the same time for, for everyone who doesn't know Jesus or had a bad experience uh, through somebody else, for you to seek uh, the Lord by yourself and for somebody who maybe you need a little bit of a reality check and see like what you're doing since you're a Christian and you want to be better, just like, I'm trying to be better every day. I'm pretty sure that I already heard somebody once in my life or even more than once. I know. Uh, but mm -hmm. the good thing is just try to be better. And for both situations, the secret is the same. Build a relationship with God. It's in the Bible. And it's today. It's free. It's easy. It's a really mm -hmm. easy access. You don't have to wear a type of clothing. You don't have to be in a certain way you can literally stop what you're doing right now it doesn't matter where you are you don't have to say out loud you have to just close your eyes and say jesus i want to meet you that's mm -hmm. all it takes mm -hmm. yep. that's all it takes yep so it's good really easy. <laughs> so good and just fyi jesus helps you helps you love people better so if oh, you're yeah. frustrated by people and you're just irritated by that. Like, people are irritating. Like, we're humans. We are. <laughs> yeah. Like, he helps you handle that more. He helps you have more love for people. So, really, that just makes your life easier. So, that's a plus. Yes. But, Go just have some praying. Talk to him and everything. Yeah. We'll be okay. Trust me. Yeah. So good.